This podcast contains advice that should never be followed, spoilers you'll wish you hadn't heard, and language you wouldn't teach to children. When life gets you down, your car just won't start. It's time for Agony R. If you've reached a dead end, you're not sure what to do. Well, Agony Art is for you. At times life is grand, you've got the world in your hands. Then somehow you drop that ball. Instead of watching it fall, give Agony Art a call. Welcome, my pickles, to the Halloween special of Agony Art. The spooky Agony Art podcast in which we try to solve your problems not by using a Ouija board or a pickle brain in a jar, but instead by telling you how those problems were solved in the great art of our age. And when we inevitably fail to solve those problems, at least you will be left with a fun reading, listening, and watching list to enjoy in your spare time. If you survive that long... (laughs) (laughs) My name is Count Aaron. I read books that would make your heart tremble. And I have Frankenkarl, our <laughs> freakish film fiend, and Alium, <laughs> our otherworldly invader from a planet of musical torture. Ooh. That's a ghost. <laughs> it's an alien ghost. <laughs> Here with me in our haunted studio in Castle Agony Art, Transylvania. <laughs> that clipped. <laughs> My friends, say hello to our meal. I mean, our listeners. Hello. Hello. <laughs> now I have to find a way. To transition out of this accent like Wanda from the Marvel films. <laughs> <laughs> Remember that? That was serious. Yeah. <laughs> I've got to ask though, what's um, Halloweeny about a Russian man? <laughs> it's from Transylvania. Ah, oh, okay. <laughs> Have you noticed though, I was thinking about this before I uh, wrote that script. Have you noticed how most people, when they do count Dracula or whatever, hmm. actually kind of do an Italian accent? I am Count the Dracula. The Dracula, I can't put I'm a Gino the Campo. I'm a suck your blood. I got to suck your blood. Fantastico. <laughs> so, guys, Halloween special. That's lightning, by the way. It <laughs> sounded like a symbol. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what are you scared of? Have you, have you got any great fears? I know or, Liam's. You know mine. Yeah, Everyone I think we mine. all know Liam's. Yeah. I think we yeah. even spoke about it on a previous Commitment. episode, didn't we? <laughs> <laughs> I'm scared of being forgotten. <laughs> what fears? Fears. You're not scared of anything, Carl? I'm definitely... Um, I have a bit of an overactive imagination. So, like, I've watched films in the past that made me so, like, not been able to sleep. And it's usually stuff, supernatural stuff, like... The Shining, Casper. something like that. Casper, the friend. Yeah, can you imagine? These uncles are pretty scary. They, they go around killing people, don't they? they? Yeah. What are their names? Fatso. Batso. Gatso. <laughs> ah, so we don't know Casper's <laughs> uncle's names. <laughs> um, yeah, so like, I, I'm not... like I feel like if an axe murderer 
Axe murderers are quite uncommon. Mm. And if <laughs> quite it, uncommon. If they broke, I haven't seen one in a while. No, they're not really. They're quite of nineties, aren't they? And if they broke into my house, you know, we at least you can have a ruck with an axe murderer. Is it just axe murderers? Are you all right with other murderers? Well, if you haven't got an axe, are you really a murderer? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and yours is spiders, Liam. Obviously, we um, yeah, big spiders like in arachnophobia. And dogs. You used to hate dogs, didn't you? I was never scared of dogs. There was just one particular dog that you knew and I knew who used to bare his teeth at me a lot and do a lot of jumping up. Oh, Jet, yeah. Yeah. You could have to beat that out. You're doxing us now. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Jet. Sorry, I'll beep it. <laughs> so I think we'll move on to solving some problems. So before we begin, I want to make it very clear that we're not really here to solve your life's hardest problems. All of our submissions are certified, 100% trivial or fictional pickles, and our advice should almost never be followed. After all, the biggest problem we've had to solve this week was keeping the zombie hordes at bay, and our gangrenous bite marks show that we weren't very good at that. (laughs) We're really only here to have fun, so if you're having a really hard time, I'd recommend hitting up our website for guidance on who to turn to. That's agonyartpodcast.com. So, with that out of the way, let's get on with it. Here's our first problem of the day. Oh, wait a minute. Oh. Let's kick off with a... Pop quiz, asshole. Oh. Are you ready for this? You you haven't prepped this, Liam, I bet, have you? Mm, No, I haven't. (laughs) The pressure's on. Okay, so in the... We talked about axe murders earlier and just murder in general. (laughs) (laughs) We always talk about murder in general. Murder in general. (laughs) You better not kill the groove. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Are you ready to play? Play your serial killers right. (laughs) Yeah, go on then. Let's play your cards right, but with serial killers. All right, yeah. Classic. Real life serial killers. No. Um, Film. Fictional film. Okay, yeah. So we'll start off with a a control serial killer, Chucky, Mm. who has totted up 52 kills across his films. Yeah. Oh, that's right, so a Liam Leatherface from Texas Chainsaw Massacre fame. Higher or lower than 52 kills? Chucky. Texas Chainsaw. Uh, there's got to be less films. It's got to be lower. I don't know about There are seven films. Oh, really? But I'll seven take your Chexas, answer. There are. Texas yeah. Chainsaw Massacre. There are loads, yeah. But I'm going to take your answer, and you are correct. Ding! Oh. 31 kills. Aaron. Freddy Krueger of Nightmare on Elm Street fame. Hmm. I've never seen also it. Also about seven to eight films. Oh, yeah, good. I've never seen it, but he's the one with blades for fingers, isn't he? Yeah, and he kills so. you in your dreams. If you fall asleep, one, two, he's coming for you, something like that. Three, four, better lock your door. Yeah. Five, six, because I'm full of tricks. Yeah. I'm going to say higher because I've heard a lot of people sleep. So <laughs> he's got a lot of potential victims. Ding, 42 kills. Freddy nice. Krueger's his name. Not that much higher. Mm, not much higher, no. Over seven films, that's not a lot. But Liam, moving on to you. Leprechaun from Leprechaun series of films, which I've never seen. <laughs> no. I'm going to use the same logic I used last time. Less films, less kills. Oh. 57 <laughs> kills to Leprechaun's name. Oh so do we play on with just Aaron oh, or do you just carry on? Bejesus. Bejesus. <laughs> <laughs> I'll let you play for fun until then. But anyway, moving over to you, Aaron. Jason Voorhees, Friday the 13th. Uh, More or less than 57 kills. 
I'm going to say less. Lower. Oh. 160 kills. 160? He killed oh my days. campers by the 160s. <laughs> <laughs> That's 160 done? That's why he stopped. <laughs> I'm not doing that again. <laughs> All right, so you both lost a life. How many lives have we got? Um, 160. <laughs> Are we not just scoring points? Mm, could do. So you're on the same How points. long is this going to go on for? Um, we're nearly finished. How many have you got? <laughs> <laughs> Hundreds. Um, Michael Myers of Halloween. Uh, Probably 10 films. Yeah, there's a lot of films. And bearing in mind there's a new film out. Mm. Mm. Horror lower than a few weeks ago. It's got Did be- you watch it? No. No. Oh, yeah, a few weeks ago it came out, yeah. yeah. Horror lower than 160 it's kills. It's got to be lower than 160, surely. Ding! Yes! 121 kills from Michael Myers. 121. Now it's got to be lower. Whoever this is next, it's got to be lower, isn't it? Rambo. Oh, <laughs> higher. <laughs> so yeah, Rambo. You know, it depends on what side you're on, but probably like I would <clears throat> to the Viet Cong. He's probably like a, a Freddy Krueger type character, isn't he? So Rambo, <laughs> higher or lower Viet than Kong Je- sitting around watching horror films. What horror film should we watch today, guys? One, two, not Rambo's Rambo. coming for you. He's not Rambo. <laughs> <laughs> so Aaron higher or lower Rambo than uh, Michael Myers higher. 552 <laughs> kills and so Liam for the for the win I'm giving Liam the win if he gets it Thanos <laughs> <laughs> the girl from the ring who comes out the video mm. higher or lower than 552 kills of Rambo 7 days lower surely Six thousand oh. people have watched that video. Apparently, oh my days! Oh, so it's a video, you get more coverage. Video, <coughs> well, and in was there a there was a latest one where it become like a YouTube clip, yeah. which makes it easier to kill. Oh, well, I didn't know that. <laughs> <laughs> so Aaron wins. Well done. Thank you. What do I win? Uh, you get to watch the video. Is <laughs> a copy of the Ring video <laughs> by Craig David. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Met her for a drink on Monday. <laughs> You'd hang up before the end, wouldn't you? <laughs> All right, Craig. <laughs> I've heard this one. What point does he kill you, though? Because chilling on Sunday isn't that threatening, really, is it? He means chilling in the morgue. <laughs> With a knife. <laughs> in the freezer. Oh, that's good, actually. That's good. It's kind of the same as Aaron's point, but. <laughs> Thanks for that, Carl. That was a nice episode starter. Should yeah. we move on to problem one now? Or have you got more serial killers? Pop <laughs> <laughs> Okay. My friend has just had a baby, and I am terrified of it. Not because I think it's capable of evil deeds or anything, but because it's the ugliest baby I've ever met. Obviously, I told my friend it was beautiful, but in my head... I was just looking for a way out of the room ASAP. Is there a way to get over this fear, or will I just have to avoid the child until it starts looking human? It's a bit out of order, isn't it? It's bang out of order. <laughs> Aren't all babies beautiful? They're not no, really, are they? No. <laughs> when I- <laughs> they all look like Phil Mitchell. Yeah, but if you see an ugly baby, you don't point it out. <laughs> <laughs> um, when I first met my nephew, I was filled with love. Like, my heart was just bursting with love for this baby. But he looked, vomit. <laughs> yeah, he looked like a rat, like a drowned rat. So I can understand where this person's coming from. Sometimes babies do look a bit weird when they're brand new, don't they? Mm. 
but I think they kind of grow into themselves. So we need a name for this anonymous pickle. I was, just I was to, thinking, because Ugly Baby makes me think of, you know, in Toy Story, uh, Sid as the baby doll with spider's legs under his bed. Oh, yeah. So maybe we can call him Sid. Yeah. Yeah, I was thinking right. Rosemary after Rosemary's Baby, a horror yeah, film. Yeah, I was thinking oh. Damien after Damien from... Uh, the Omen. No, from <laughs> Only Fools and Horses, <laughs> which was based on The Omen. Yeah. <laughs> Meta. So it's um, Sid. Sid, Sid Damien Rosemary. <laughs> Who's got some advice for Sid Damien Rosemary? The first thing that popped into my head, the first song that popped into my head for this one, was a 2000 hit, you might remember, from Daphne and Celeste. Monster Mash. Uh, called U-G-L-Y you ain't got no alibi you're ugly (laughs) which is a horrible song I don't know if you've listened to it recently no they pretty much spend the entire song talking about how ugly whoever they're singing to is Um, (laughs) and you ain't got no alibi like it's no one's fault but your own yeah you're ugly you've got no excuse (laughs) you're just ugly And that's that's the point of the song. Because normally you, you do in a car crash. <laughs> you do normally ask for someone for yeah. the excuse. Why to... are you ugly? <laughs> <laughs> what what reason is it? What reason do you have? <laughs> nice to meet you. I was just wondering, <laughs> who made you ugly? <laughs> <laughs> so, fun fact about Daphne and Celeste. Do you do, do any of you remember much about them? There's a particular story that I read about a music festival they played at. Oh, I do. I recall this, but I don't remember the f- the facts. So they played at Reading and Leeds, which is weird in itself. Oh, and they got absolutely <laughs> pelted, didn't they? They got uh, they got bottled. Mm. Um, they were supposed to do three songs, and they got so much stuff thrown at them that I think they finished after two. They managed to get Ustic Q out. Yeah, I th- they were doing Ustic Q, UGLY, and what? The they other had a name? third song. They had a third song. Don't remember it. Bohemian um, Rhapsody. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, yeah, they eventually they they walked off, but uh, they said in an interview with the Garden in 2015, when they went backstage afterwards, Rage Against the Machine and Slipknot came up to them and was started saying things like, "You're so hardcore, we wouldn't have stayed out there as long as you did." <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Took that with a pinch of salt. <laughs> How did they really say it though? He said, "You're so hardcore." <laughs> still all right. <laughs> 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 um, they gotta take those bottles back <laughs> <laughs> but Daphne and Celeste they're no help to be honest the point they were trying to make is that there's nothing you can do about it because you're ugly so is um, that what they're trying to make is that the point they're trying to make well please tell me there's some like like you're, you're ugly inside and not on the outside in this song was it that no it's just it did, the whole song is about how ugly someone is yeah so Daphne and Celeste aren't really any help but that was the first song that popped into my head just wanted to share that fun fact uh, <laughs> but moving on I don't think it would be too controversial to suggest that Sid is coming off as a little bit shallow here I think we all agree on that didn't we mm. um, and so I'm going to refer you to a song from sorry Carl Monster Mesh a film oh Bollocks. Uh, and this is from the 2018 musical extravaganza. The Greatest Showman. Mary Poppins Returns. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and the song is called A Cover Is Not The Book. Do you know this oh, one? Oh, yeah. 
A cover is not the book, so open it up and take a look. Because under the cover you'll discover that a king may be a crook. <laughs> yeah, that one. <laughs> I'm going to have to cut most of that out. The there Disney, are, there Disney Corporation's <laughs> litigation department is huge. <laughs> so in, in it, Mary Poppins sings about an Uncle Gutenberg, who was a bookworm, and recounts a few of the stories he told. And fun fact about this one, all of the characters sung about in this song are from the original P.L. Travers novels. Didn't know that before. Mm. Um, And the song's pretty notable in that there's a fair amount of innuendo in it, which I really wasn't expecting from a Mary Poppins film. I don't know if either of you remember this. In a a 2019 article from Unbound entitled The Scandal of a Comic Song, Alexander Larman wrote, when Blunt sings about a woman's roots being lush and green to the accompaniment of practically thumping drums or notes the exploits of a dirty rascal that the quicker you're into it, the quicker you're out of it, it is surprising that Shaman and Whitman, who are the composer and lyricist, ever managed to get away with such unabashed filth and in Mary Poppins at that. <laughs> um, I did think that about the roots were lush and green because it sounded like it was about pubic hair. Yeah. <laughs> And and there's a the end of that one, like she she says there's seedlings everywhere, and it's like implication that they Spell. got it on and yeah. had kids. Um, and then there's another Spell. one that's about the wealthy widow who don't wear any clothes and things like that. Yeah. Um, incidentally, that's filth. The composer and uh, lyricist, uh, well, the composer at least, Mark Shaman. Composed the music for all of uh, South Park, Bigger, Longer and Uncut. And he also was uh, wrote the music for Everyone Has AIDS from Team America World Police. So he's got mm. credentials in... Uh, <laughs> the music in South Park <laughs> movies amazing. Yeah. Uh, but in spite of all that, the message from this song is quite clear. As Aaron sang wonderfully, a cover is not the book. So open it up and take a look. Or put simpler, don't judge a book by its cover. Don't be a shallow pickle, Sid. And stop giving this poor baby stick for being ugly. Yeah, have a conversation with the baby, find out what makes it tick, and then you might become friends with it. <laughs> Maybe you exactly. haven't got no alibi, Sid. <laughs> yes, yeah, Sid. C-U-N-T. <laughs> you don't want to be friends with me. You cut it. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. Um, <laughs> I... What did you think of Mary Poppins Returns? I thought it was pretty good. I thought it was fantastic. Yeah. I haven't and seen it because uh, my wife hates Emily Blunt, so I won't watch it. <gasps> oh, I think she's great. Um, I liked Emily Blunt in um, Edge of Tomorrow, which we've discussed a few times. Yeah. She's great in that. Yeah, And have you seen A Quiet Place? I haven't, but I want to see that. Oh, it's fantastic. Really good film. I haven't seen A Quiet Place too. What was your point again? Oh, don't yeah. judge about White's cover. Yeah, don't be a dickhead. Oh, yeah. yeah, I think I agree with you, Liam, because... Um, as we've discussed, some babies, when they're fresh out, <laughs> just brand new out of their box, they um, can look a bit weird, can't they? But maybe this baby really is weird. Dun, dun, dun. I'm going to talk about The Fifth Child by Doris Lessing, which is a horror story from 1988, in which Harriet be, and David... It could be me. I was born in 1988. It might be you. Well, listen to it and we'll see if this description suits you. <laughs> Harriet and David might have been your mum and dad, but with their names changed mm. for the purpose of anonymization. Yeah. yeah. 
keep having kids. They seem like the perfect couple. They're nah, so happy. Not me. <laughs> <laughs> That's not my mum and dad. <laughs> uh, by the time they've had four, David's brother-in-law says that they should probably stop having them because they keep pumping them out. Would you ever offer that advice to your your brother in law? Um, Can you stop having kids, please? This is too much now. Stop pumping them out, would you? The pr- <laughs> <laughs> it is a bit weird to hmm. think to I'm say fed up with buying presents. I'm not buying presents for five. I'm sick of your kids. <laughs> um, but still, they ignore him. Oh. They fall pregnant with their fifth. Pumping goes on. <laughs> Pumping goes <laughs> But this one is a bit different. The pregnancy is a bit less comfortable. And in fact, it feels like the baby's trying to tear its way out of her stomach. They go to the doctor and he says, don't worry about it. Poor baby it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just typical baby behavior. Grow up. But when the baby's born, he's 11 pounds, caveman-like and very strong. Has a... Has he got like a Fripinso outfit in a club? <laughs> yeah, he's got um, <laughs> like a tunic made from the skin of a cheetah. <laughs> and a tie. <laughs> a big long beard and long shaggy hair. <laughs> and uh, when people see the baby, they say he looks like a goblin, a troll, a gnome. He's so ugly that Harriet and David decide that they won't have sex anymore so that they don't run the risk of making another one. <laughs> wow, drastic action. Mm. Can you imagine if your parents said to you one day, we stopped having children because of you? <laughs> Not just children, but sex. Yeah. <laughs> we haven't had sex since you were born because you were so ugly and we didn't want to run that risk. <laughs> uh, this kid, Ben, he sprains someone's arm through the bars of his crib and... A local dog and cat turn up dead, presumably victims of his violence. And this is before he's even 18 months old. Jesus. Funny phrase that, turning up dead. (laughs) (laughs) I've got this cat just arrived and it's dead. (laughs) (laughs) You're absolutely right, Carl. Maybe they were already there and the person who found them turned up. Yeah, Yeah. I turned up when they were dead. (laughs) Yeah. And as he gets older, so that's before he was 18 months old, but as he gets older, things don't get much better. He's so violent and clumsy that people tell Harriet to institutionalise him, put him somewhere where he can't hurt people anymore, but she can't because she's his mum and she wants to stand by him. Long story short, things happen. (laughs) He ends up forming a gang and sending local crime rates soaring. Still at 18 months? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Uh, No, this is by secondary school age. Okay, (laughs) And um, he gets so bad that the family move away to move away from him. (laughs) Harriet, I think Harriet um, kind of, they say they won't give him their new address so that he won't turn up. But she kind of, because she loves him and she wants to stand by her own kid, she secretly gives him the new address, but he just throws it away. So (laughs) what am I saying? I'm kind of sticking up for the person who wrote the problem, you <laughs> Stay away from this child. <laughs> no, I'm not, I don't, I'm not saying that because as we said, I think you need to chill out a bit, Sid. Leave the baby alone. Stop judging a book by its cover. But be prepared for the eventuality that you might have to run away from this child as it grows up. Yeah, be cautious. Yeah. Hmm, Instead of moving away, maybe, maybe that helps. Yeah. <laughs> Give the baby a chance. 
stay for now, but have a look on right move. <laughs> see what options are there are in Buy a second home just in case. <laughs> yeah. Keep a secret. Yeah. Yeah, mine's not particularly spooky. I'll try and spook you up a little bit. So I thought you were only gonna do horror films, Carl. Well, I am apart from this one. <laughs> <laughs> but All right. I don't know, it's it's a tenuous. In twenty nineteen, Disney released a series that introduced a terrifying character. Baby Yoda. (laughs) (laughs) Oh no! (laughs) To be fair, if you're Baby Yoda's enemy, it's pretty terrifying. Yeah, that's true. Have you watched it, Mandalorian? Yes. Excellent. I had put off watching it until like this month because I was so scared of hating it. Like I hated the new films. But this is this is made for us, our generation, isn't it? (laughs) This is it's probably one of the best things I've ever seen. Amazing. Anyway, Mandalorian 2019 to present, created by John Favreau, Disney Plus. Is it going on, or is there um... the third series? Um, oh, is it? Is in the mix, I and didn't then you know there was two. You've got an Obi Wan Kenobi series coming. I yeah. think there's a Boba Fett spin-off series coming. Mm. I don't think you can go wrong with Pedro Pascal either. He's can amazing, you? isn't he? Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, he's great. So he plays Din Din Jaren, um, a Mandalorian, which is like a famed uh, race of people that are great at combat. Ancient enemy of the Jedi. Although he doesn't know what a Jedi is at this point, which is quite interesting. And he's hired to go and um, secure an asset, which is well defended. No one, people, no one's been able to do it. And um, he managed to do it. It turns out it's a child, Baby Yoda. Who I don't think this is a spoiler to say his name is Grogu. Is <laughs> oh, fuck. Yeah, his name isn't Baby Yoda. <laughs> <laughs> but you don't really find out that. They call him a child for the whole thing. And yeah. then you find out his name is Grogu. Uh, to be honest, I I don't know if you've seen you know, Sainsbury's are doing these cards at the moment with Disney characters on them, and we get because yeah. we get Sainsbury's deliveries, we've got loads of them, and I got one because we get deliveries, we've got loads of them. Something. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I got one. What is that a brag? Uh, I don't think it was. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, we'll, we'll have a look at your Disney card collection later, Liam. <laughs> <laughs> and. Uh, and it was a picture of Baby Yoda and it said Grogu on it. And I was like, who the fuck is Grogu? That's Baby Yoda. What's going on? <laughs> this is one of them. So whilst he's just a job, they kind of grow close and uh, Grogu saves Mando. So maybe you should put your fingers in your ears then if you're, if you're going to watch it at some point, Liam. I'm not, I'm How much are you going to spoil it, Carl? I'll only watch it if you guarantee me I'll enjoy it. Yeah, you, you definitely will. will. All right. It's really, um, really good. I don't it, I don't really spoil it, but I just outline the plot for the first two series. Of- <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. Yeah. <laughs> um, so the child, Grogu, Baby Yoda, saves Mando from a mudhorn, which is going to kill him. Um, and they just, they, you know, they, they get a connection. And um, he doesn't really, really know what it is. It's like a little green alien with big ears. It looks like Yoda. People often mistake you for a pet, so it's ugly, if you like, if your perception of a child is human. Um, he delivers Baby Yoda, and is paid handsomely in Beskar, forms a new armour. It turns out he's a foundling himself. He was saved by people, and so he starts saved feeling better. Saved by the bell. Saved by the bell. Zack and Slater saved him long ago. <laughs> he got screeched. <laughs> um, so he feels bad, and he decides to save the child, and then he's given the the quest of returning it to the Jedi. So he then ends up trying to find a Jedi. So what's the point of all this, eh? Baby Yoda is like hope for the good side, the Force, the Jedi. Mm. You know, he's 
potentially another Yoda born, but he's an ugly little thing that people don't really, most people don't pay attention to. Bad people want to capture him for his power. Um, so I think you should give this baby a chance. You know, mm. he might be ugly, but he could be our future hopes and dreams. Yeah. Just like Grogu. You can take your fingers out of your ears mm. now, Liam. Thanks. How did you know what I said? <laughs> you heard every word of that. I, heard you po- I just saw you point at me. <laughs> yeah, I think you're. A, that's a good point, Carl. Mm. This baby might hold the key to our salvation. Exactly. So, um, oh, you bloody spoiled it for me now. <laughs> <laughs> Unlike Baby Yoda. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, I can't recommend it enough if you haven't seen it. Even though I'm two years late. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it's great. You should watch it, Liam. All right. It's, a, it's like a western. Like the, the way it is, is it's just quality. Is it? Um, <laughs> is it good enough that even if you're not that into Star Wars, you'll still enjoy it? <sighs> yeah, I think I think you won't love it like I do because like all the little the little details is what I love as a huge Star Wars nerd back in the day. But it's still very good. It's very much like every episode he's going to do something. A mission comes up, comes up. He has to that furthers his journey by doing this mission, kind of thing. So, mm. how many Ewoks are in it? I'm zero. Zero okay. Ewoks. I'll watch it. <laughs> there is a Jar Jar Binks joke, isn't there? He goes, "What is he? A Gungan?" He goes, yeah. "Misa, I think you ugly or something like that." Yeah, <laughs> oh, I, <do. laughs> yeah. I watched it um, mm. two years ago, Carl. So, yeah, so you don't I remember? remember. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that one. Queen of a fan. <laughs> Hello, Pickles. You don't know me, but I know you. I want to play a game. It's called Problem 2. <laughs> Imagine he's like, I want to play a game. It's called Connect 4. <laughs> you go first. <laughs> yeah, I know that he has a deep voice. But I couldn't remember what it was like. I think yours was probably more accurate. Mine was a bit more um, Kratos, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah. Boy. <laughs> think, um, Let's play a game, he's boy. For the cube. Sounds easy, but not when you're in the cube. <laughs> and then Philip Schofield comes in and goes, so. Bear you- trap on the head, eh? <laughs> Are you going to risk it? Do you want to simplify? <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Okay, problem two. I think my house might be haunted, but just in one room. The utility room. Whenever I go in there, I hear this rhythmic knocking sound coming from somewhere inside or behind my boiler. Like someone is trying to communicate with me from the other side. It's actually made me terrified of going in there which is quite inconvenient since I left a £5 note on the side last time I was in there and my husband is getting sick of loading and unloading the washing machine, which lives in that room. Do you have any exorcism tips? Or maybe a how-to guide? So, we need to make this person anonymous. Can you um, think of anyone who's got a haunted house? What was... Yeah, what was Christina Ricci's name in Casper? What was her character's name? Wednesday. (laughs) Was she in Casper? She was, wasn't she? Yeah, she was there. She, uh... Cat. Uh, Cat. So, I don't know if I'll be permitted to do this, Carl, but can I encroach on your space and do a... Oh, quiz, asshole. 
No. (laughs) (laughs) You may. All right. Can you tell me, lads, any of the 10 biggest selling book series of all time? I think number one is the easiest one in the whole world. Come on. Yeah. There you go. So you don't get a point for that. That was the example. (laughs) (laughs) But for all the other nine, and that's an odd number, so even if you got them all, one of you would get more points. Okay. Just do it, yeah. Are we doing one at a time or? No, you can just shout them out. A Song of Ice and Fire? No. It's not on there? No. What? Hunger Games? No. Lord of the Rings? No. Oh, fuck. Maybe I can't then. Um, (laughs) Well, it's best to think of series that have a lot more books than those because only a trilogy hasn't got capacity to sell i mean it's got the capacity to sell as many books as there are people but mm. oh uh disc does that count it's not in the top 10 i'm Is afraid it really not that's crazy no nope. harry bosch series no nope. maybe we can't then <laughs> james bond no nope. um uh... i'll give you number 10 the railway series by reverend w audrey and christopher audrey that's Thomas and Friends. Mr. Men? No. Mm. Uh, no. All right, I'll give you number nine then, just to help you along your way. Noddy. The little man in the red and yellow car. <laughs> Fucking hell. Spot the dog. No. What's number eight? <laughs> Diary of a Wimpy Kid Fuck series sake. is number eight. Adrian Mole. Number seven, you've definitely heard of. Tracy series Beaker. of films. Tom Hanks. No. Oh, uh, Da Vinci Code. Yeah. It's called the Robert Langdon series. Robert Langdon, yeah. And, um, oh, what so about the Bourne series? Nope. No. Um, definitely Fifty Shades. Nope. I think that game is exhausted. <laughs> it was exhausted from the first one. <laughs> <laughs> no, like, there's got to be some, some crime books in there. Like, Number they've... six is Sweet Valley High. Have you heard of that? Choose Your Own Adventure, number five. Oh. Turn to page. Oh. That's what we're building up to, Liam. We'll, we'll get to there. <laughs> Berenstein Bears is number four. I don't think they're really a thing in England, are they? No, but in America, really. I think they're huge. I've heard of them talked about in US films. You're right that there's some crime in here, Carl. Number three is Perry Mason. Ah. Series of books. Sold 300 million copies. Oof. Harry Potter has sold 500 million. Sandwiched. In between those, as the second best-selling book series of all time, is Goosebumps. Three hundred Goosebumps. <laughs> yeah. Is that that where you started with this? You thought spooky Goosebumps, and then you found this list. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I, there was a particular Goosebumps book that I had in mind. Say cheese then... or die. No. <laughs> <laughs> Say cheese or die again. <laughs> no. Um, it was Say Cheese and Die anyway because the camera killed you. Oh, okay. Remember? 350 million copies. Goosebumps books. Oh, Star must be minted. There are 235 Goosebumps books. So he's minted, but he's earned it. So if we He's make done a lot of work. 235 series of Agony Art. <laughs> we might earn some money. <laughs> um, so why do I bring up Goosebumps, cat? Well, let me tell you. There's a particular book in the Goosebumps series called Phantom of the Auditorium. <gasps> I remember this one. Yeah? Well, I remember the TV series version. Do you um do you remember what your favorite Goosebumps book was when you were a kid? Did you read Goosebumps? Yeah, I can't remember the names of many of them. There was one where there was like this green slime. Do you remember that one? Was it it came from under the sink? Yeah, that was it. <laughs> <laughs> 
I was a bit of a scary cat, so I didn't read anything like that. Really? Was Cuckoo mm. Clock of Doom? Goosebumps. Yeah. That was good. Yeah. But, uh, mine was Night of the Living Dummy. I remember that one, yes, yeah. yeah. I loved the Goosebumps books when I was a kid. I remember those. Do you remember the book clubs at school? You'd get the catalogues every, yeah. uh, I don't know, term? Yeah, the maybe? Or just once a year? Yeah. yeah. And I used to order some Goosebumps books every time. <laughs> They come to my work in my office and really? uh, I always buy something. And you say, I can't read. <laughs> Please teach me. So in the Phantom of the Auditorium, returning to the subject at hand, Brooke and Zeke are casting a play at school called The Phantom. And while rehearsing, someone tells them about a previous star of the play from many years ago who mysteriously vanished while they were putting on the play. And coincidentally, after that story is told, spooky things start happening. They find notes telling them to stay away from the auditorium and they hear screams. And some of them, I think, even get grabbed by a phantom who shakes them a bit and tells them to piss off. <laughs> but no, <not laughs> piss <in> off! <laughs> but not in those words. And it seems... What, they say fuck off? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can't say it on the podcast, but <laughs> but read this child's book and you'll get the gist. Uh, seems that this boy who disappeared is haunting the auditorium because he died there. So, maybe someone died in your utility room and they won't leave until they've sorted their unfinished business. Or maybe you should get a plumber in because it sounds like there's something wrong with your boiler. That's my advice. My first instinct was maybe it's um, Matthew McConaughey from the future tapping to tell you to say... Oh, shit. Yeah, we spoke about that. Yes, but that's been done. So you could see episode one and follow that. I don't know what the (laughs) advice was. Was it that long ago? I think it was, yeah. Oh, my days. Time really does fly when you're in Christopher Nolan's world. (laughs) (laughs) Trapped behind a bookcase. It flies or it goes really slowly or... Maybe he's asking for directions to the bookcase. (laughs) There used to be a bookcase here. But uh, my advice is very similar. And um, if you watch a genuine creepy film, The Sixth Sense, from 1999, directed by M. Night Shyamalan. Have you seen it? Yeah. Yeah, you? Yeah, I've seen it. Should we? (laughs) Are we going to spoil it for our viewers, listeners? Surely um, we're going to talk about that at the end and see if we're going to. Yeah, is this is this spoilable at this stage? Twenty two years. Who's gone old. to see this? Have seen it. Well, the thing I is, I agree. Though, there should be like a statute of limitations on spoilers. My only issue <laughs> with some spoilers, like this one, is that you may as well not watch the film. Yeah, if you know the that spoiler. is the thing. Yeah, some spoilers. Some people moan about spoilers when it's just. It's not like a twist or anything. They just don't want to hear anything about yeah. this film or whatever. Yeah. And I think that's a bit unreasonable because you're going to hear stuff about the film. But if it's a big twist mm. that is like a... <gasps> yeah. Then that is a bit out of order, really. It's like when the uh, sixth Harry Potter book was coming out mm. and there was videos online of this guy driving up in a car to everyone queuing up to buy it and going... Snape kills Dumbledore. (laughs) (laughs) What's an answer? (laughs) Do you remember the Simpsons where Homer walks out of Empire Strikes Back and says, I can't believe he's Luke Skywalker's father. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So yeah, I'm not going to spoil it, I don't think, because part of the reason we do this podcast is to recommend things to watch, see, and and I encourage people to go and watch this film, and there's no point if I spoil it. Actually... 
I have been reading Gone Girl recently, as I keep telling you. God, he's don't bang, don't stop banging on about it, is he? <laughs> and I'm really enjoying it, but I am a bit upset that the first time I heard about it was when Aaron completely ruined the plot. <laughs> <laughs> Did I ruin the plot? Did we both talk about it? Or? Yeah. So anyway, so um, I can lay out the plot and um, without ruining it. Well, I'll ruin the plot, but <laughs> <laughs> but I'm not going to not going to reveal the big twist. Yeah. Um. So Bruce Willis is a child psychologist called Malcolm Crow. And he's treating a nine-year-old boy, Cole Sear. And Cole is um, he's a distant, depressed young man, but he confides his secret to Malcolm. He can see dead people. They're everywhere. Walking around like normal people. How often do you see them? All the time. <laughs> it's pretty sad, isn't it? Yeah. Um, so, But Malcolm thinks Cole's delusional. But then when he listens back to a recording of one of their sessions he can hear I don't know how he knows a Spanish man crying (laughs) (laughs) cries in Spanish (laughs) 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 he can't be that go on (laughs) Uh, um so then he he realises that um, he's actually telling the truth. He can see dead people. Um, but Cole feels he's being haunted. Like, it's not a nice, it can't be a nice experience anyway, can it? But um, Malcolm asks him, well, what do they want? And he says he doesn't know. So their tactic to try and deal with it is to say, well, why don't you find out what they want and see if you can help them? And um, so many ghost stories are basically stolen from Casper, aren't they? <laughs> <laughs> Just help them finish their unfinished business and yeah. they'll go away. Yeah. Didn't Casper turn into a real boy at the end of it? Or am I thinking of Pinocchio? Help them finish their unfinished business and they'll turn into like an Edwardian boy and have a dance with you at a ball. (laughs) That old chestnut. (laughs) Classic plot line. Their unfinished business is always easily solvable though, isn't it? Yeah, you could have sorted this out yourself. (laughs) But you went and died. They're never Um, like, I want to feel like my life has meaning. Hmm. Yeah, because then you'd be like, oh, I'm not, not bothering with that. See you later. <laughs> that's, yeah. that's a bit too intangible for me. Yeah. <laughs> um, so one of the ghosts is a younger Misha Barton. I think it's Misha Barton. Maybe. I made it up, yeah. I don't remember. But, um, she's, she basically, she appears to Cole like in really creepy places. Like um, he's in a little, he's created like a little tent in his bedroom, which is his safe place. But she appears in there and then she's vomiting all over his tent. Not much of a safe place, is it? <laughs> not from a ghost. There is no safe place, is there? Poor Cole. Um, and when he decides to ask her, what does she want? And um, it turns out that she, she speaks to him, tells him off kind of, we don't hear it as an audience. And then he goes to her funeral, which she's only just died. And she tells him to find a home video that she secretly filmed of her mother poisoning her, like regularly, like little bits of poison all the time, which is what killed her. Mm. and he finds the video plays it at the funeral this is like ballsy isn't it mm. and then um, the mother gets caught and it transpires she was doing it to her other daughter so he also saves the unfinished business is stop my mother from killing my sister yeah. so um, this experience kind of um, emboldens Cole he's no longer scared of the ghosts because he knows they're not there to hurt him they actually want his help so he's confident in dealing with them now his problem doesn't go away but he learns how to deal with it and like you said, Aaron, in film, ghosts are often troubled souls. So um, confront it head on and see if you can help them. Mm. So That's... she has to, this cat that we're helping, mm. has to kind of shout into her boiler, How can I help you? <laughs> <laughs> Call a plumber. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in 
trouble. <laughs> yeah, go in and talk to the ghost. Uh, I've got a similar piece of advice. It's, it's, it's subtly different, I think. But this did remind me of a song by Niles Barkley. Um, it's a song from their 2006 debut album, St. Elsewhere. What, are you going to say... Just Cat? crazy. <laughs> I did consider that. No, this song is called Boogie Monster. Boogie Monster. It's about a man who thinks it doesn't go like that. It's about a man <laughs> who thinks that there's something supernatural and evil in his home. It's spooky. We're back to Halloween. Ooh. No more Mary Poppins. You actually did find spooky songs. <laughs> I did. You did a better job of finding spooky songs than Carl did of finding <laughs> horror films. What's the sixth sense then? No, yeah, you did. Yeah. No, you haven't got a chode. <laughs> Isn't it funny that Liam puts in like, or feels he has to put in a mammoth amount of prep and then we just derail him up. This is why I need the prep. <laughs> to work out ways of getting back on topic. <laughs> so here's the general gist of it. In the in the chorus, the main refrain, CeeLo Green, who was the lead singer in Niles Barkley. Did you know mm. that, Carl? I did, actually. <laughs> I don't know why I singled you out for that. It's not a little known fact, either. <laughs> um, sings, there's a monster in my closet. Someone's underneath my bed. The wind's knocking at my window. I'd kill it, but it's already dead. Um, and it's a very spooky song. It's really good vibes for a Halloween playlist if you want to put one together. Um, but yeah, Boogie Monster ends with a twist. At the end of the song, he sings, I used to wonder why it looked familiar. And then I realised it was a mirror. <gasps> and now it's plain to see the whole time the monster was me. So he, he was, was the monster. So he was along. under his own bed. And he, he, he with a mirror had, on top had, of the underside of his bed. He must have had mirrors everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> um, but this brings me to my point. Rather than exorcising the ghoul, if you are brave and try and face your fears, you might actually come to realise that there's nothing to be scared of at all. Because you're knocking on your own boiler. Knocking on your own boiler. <laughs> Maybe you're subconsciously <laughs> trying to tell yourself that you need to call that plumber. <laughs> When you said exercising the gore, I had a, a vision of you like getting the ghost and getting on your pelotons. I mean, come on, <laughs> come on, ghouls! <laughs> so our advice, although we've shielded it behind films, books, and TV, is really call a plumber <laughs> from all three of us. Yeah. falls across the land the midnight hour is close at hand creatures crawl in search of blood but find only problem three <laughs> that didn't rhyme <laughs> neither does neighborhood oh yeah <laughs> yeah but it's got two o's and a d in it <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> you look so confused there <laughs> how do you spell <laughs> Uh, good point, Liam. I think my mum might be practising witchcraft. 
or at the very least dabbling in voodoo. Every time my wife and I go round her house, we have to leave early because my wife doesn't feel well. I know they're not the best of friends, but casting spells and voodooing my wife is going a bit too far in my opinion. Should I learn some counter magic? Or just have a word with my mum? Do you two, either, either of you two get mysterious illnesses when you go to your in-laws that mean you have to go home early? I'm getting this weirdly full-up feeling that I've eaten <laughs> too much. <laughs> uh, yeah, I get fed well at my in-laws yeah. as well. Hmm. So we can't really sympathise, but I'm sure we can think of a name for this person who whose wife has a problem with her mother-in-law. Um, I was going to say the bloke from 101 Dalmatians, but Corella Deville's no one's mother-in-law, is she? Let's go with Roger. Yep, Roger. Roger. All right, Roger. What have you got for Roger, Carl? Well, I think it's quite simple, really. In Hocus Pocus from 1993, directed, what a film. directed by Kenny Ortega, the Sanderson sisters are three witches and they're hanged in 1693 for sucking the soul out of a young girl, sucking the youth out of her to become youthful themselves. So they get hanged um, for, for this crime but they cast a spell which allows them to be revived should a virgin light the black candle in their house on a full moon on Hallow's Eve <laughs> virgin and then, uh, enter <laughs> virgin Max 15 <laughs> year old virgin Max <laughs> um, he's new to town I think he's trying to impress a girl and he lights the candle and the witches return yeah so uh, Binks I've written the vat form of Emily's brother, but it's a cat form of Emily's brother. Emily's the girl who from 1693 whose soul got sucked out. Um, he's guarded the house, but not very well, obviously. Um, I suppose he's done it well for like 300 years, but... And he is just a cat as well, so... <laughs> he's a cat who lived for 300 years? Yeah, well, he's... He's cursed. Oh, right. Yeah, he's, yeah he, was a, he was the brother of the girls whose soul got sucked out in 1693, and now he's a cat. Have you not, <laughs> have you not seen Hocus Pocus, Liam? I think I've seen it a long time ago, though. Oh, so good. Um, so Binks advises Matt and his pals to steal the spell book and when they do the witches are basically useless mm. they can't do anything about the spell book it seems should remember spells maybe witches <laughs> <laughs> not very good witches are you no. mind you I can't cook any meals without my recipe book either it's true yeah I never I've written down all my favourite recipes in it <laughs> <laughs> um, so things happen the witches get the book back and they try to suck the soul out of all of Salem's children but then they fall on hallow ground, which is a cemetery, and turn to stone. Spoiler, sorry, Liam. <laughs> <laughs> so, if she doesn't have a spell book, nick the spell book if she's got one. Mm. Then she's useless. Or go, let, say, let's go for a walk to a cemetery where she'll turn to stone. Although it's your mum, you might not want to do that, but it's something you can do. <laughs> hey, mum, come to this cemetery with me. This is a, a slight <laughs> problem with this problem, isn't it? That you don't want to do anything too extreme, presumably, because it's your mum. Well, who knows what you want to do. <laughs> for we'll just give you the options yeah. you can choose um, alternatively it might be all hocus pocus anyway <laughs> and your mum just doesn't like your wife and your wife doesn't like your mum in which case see series one episode six problem one where I talk about meet the parents <laughs> <laughs> did you Look write that up. down yeah all oh, right. I thought you remembered it. Are we, are we just going to start referring people back to old episodes? I thought I could just say, <laughs> yeah. just see last episode. <laughs> I think it was in one of the first episodes where we said, pretty much the solution to all of these problems is talk it out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, Liam, we solved all of our problems ages ago, but we've got to squeeze 500 episodes out of this <laughs> to make some money. 
You said there briefly, it's your mum, so you might want to do anything too extreme, which I echoed. No, you said that. No, no, you said it's oh, your mum, so you might want to might not want to turn to stone. Yeah, I don't think that's too extreme. I'll turn my mum to stone once. There's there's quite a lot of songs about voodoo, in general. Most of them are about the person singing it, doing the voodoo, rather than having the voodoo done on them. Voodoo? Voodoo. 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 Has voodoo child got anything to do with voodoo? Uh, I don't know. I didn't look into that one, Jimi Hendrix, yeah. yeah. Voodoo lady. That's by by creme brulee. (laughs) What? Creme brulee. (laughs) They're a fictional band from the League of Gentlemen. Oh, okay. I got so confused. Voodoo lady. From Satan, save me. (laughs) (laughs) There's, um... I forgot what I was going to say now. (laughs) There's quite a lot of voodoo songs. Um, Well, so what I was thinking was, these might help you to get into the same mindset and understand where your mum's coming from. Um, But they're not the main point. But here's some honourable mentions, if you like, for voodoo songs that are about people doing the voodoo. So in 1956, there was a song, I Put a Spell on You. Do you know? Because your mind is rich. Bette Midler performs in, in Hocus, Hocus Pocus. Does she? Yeah. Yep. Wonderful. <laughs> what, uh, do you know who originally did it? What was that face about? <laughs> you look wonderful. Like, was, <laughs> like, Fuck your film. <laughs> no, I was saying what a wonderful connection. <laughs> you could have said it a bit nicer then. <laughs> <laughs> um, Bette no. No, Gloria Gaynor. To be honest, I wasn't expecting you to. It was by Screaming Jay Hawkins, who, before this song, was just a blues singer called Jay Hawkins. Um, and but then he got scared once. <laughs> <laughs> Never since then, he's only been screaming. Well, I, could, I couldn't find the original source for this. This was this is written on Wikipedia, so it might be made up, but it's a pretty wonderful story. Um, so I'm going to relate it. Hawkins originally wrote it as a slow love ballad. Um, but allegedly, the producer brought in ribs and chicken and got everybody drunk. And that <laughs> resulted in the version that got recorded and gave Screaming Jay Hawkins his epithet. Ah. So Does he scream in the song? I can't he, he's, he's having all these ribs and all this chicken and all this booze. <laughs> and then, yeah, he's like, <laughs> Because you're mad! <laughs> Have we got ribs and chicken on the way? It might improve the podcast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But if that is true, I thought that was quite cool how he kind of transformed from Jay Hawkins into Screaming Jay Hawkins just because he got a bit drunk yeah. in the studio one day. Talking of ribs and chicken, I made um, some last week. I spent a, got good ribs and good chicken from the butcher. Like, you know, spent more than I wanted to. Marinated it for 24 hours, then cooked it, and it was just all right. And when you put that much effort in, you want it you to be You wasted great, that effort, Carl. You? you wasted your time. You've wasted our time telling that story. (laughs) (laughs) The ballad of the ribs and chicken. (laughs) I'm only joking. That does sound terrible. Sorry for your loss. (laughs) It was so spooky. It's almost like I didn't cook it well or I didn't do something right. Wonderful. Liam. (laughs) (laughs) He brought ribs and chicken. He asked for it. You have a go at me for taking a long time. The only reason is... You brought ribs and chicken. (laughs) (laughs) You asked for it. I can't get fucking two sentences in without you telling me about your trip to the fucking butchers. <laughs> trip to the fucking butchers. Trip to the fucking butcher. <laughs> right, so I put a spell uh, on you. It's about a man who wants Ribs to put a spell 
<laughs> on somebody to make them, uh, I guess, more loyal to him because he's worried that they're kind of running around and going off with other people sort of thing. Um, it's a bit possessive, really. Um, so we'll move on from that. Other notable mentions, we've got uh, Witch Doctor by the cartoons in which... Ooh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> just a little bit. <laughs> a little bit more. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, no. I, I told the Witch Doctor I was in love with you. It's dum, not dum, dum. Ching Tang. Is it that someone? Ching Tang. That was their other song. No, that's the same song. Is it? Yeah. Um... Anyway, let no. me fucking get this sentence Indeed. out, please. Uh, uh, ting tang walla walla bing bang. Layers upon doctor? layers. It's the same song. <laughs> <laughs> when does Bruce Willis come in? <laughs> it's a very similar concept to I Put a Spell on You. Um, because he's like, you know, he's telling the witch doctor that this girl doesn't love him true. And she doesn't love him nice. And then the witch doctor gives him the advice. Boom, 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 boom. <laughs> Which is oo ee oo ah ting tang walla walla bing bang. Which uh, is a spell, is it? It's a spell, apparently. Don't know. Uh, um, uh, again, <laughs> a bit possessive and weird. Maybe voodoo is possessive and weird, because <laughs> it kind of is, like by definition, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> it's definitely not normal. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, black magic by Little Mix. In Take which a secret potion, I'll make you fall in love. Can't be canon, because as we know from all legends of. Uh, magic you can't make people fall in love that is true that is true that's why the genie can't do it so as i said do you think this person's mother-in-law might be trying to make his wife fall in love with With her oh (laughs) it's got weird (laughs) roger watch out she's trying to steal anita from you (laughs) anita darling (laughs) what is it where what film is it where you can't mess with free will is it a bruce almighty yeah yeah Anyway, carry on. Don't they say you can't make people fall in love in that as well? It's, maybe it's the same thing. I think so, yeah. Same rule. Yeah, I think it is. Um, I fucking hate you two. <laughs> <laughs> so these are all songs about someone doing the voodoo, um, the voodoo. but they're not, not really about, you know, they're not really about having the voodoo done to you and kind of getting hurt by it. But there's one example from another film, sorry, Carl, that jumped out at me. It's done all films today. Uh, and it is... One of Aaron's favourites, Friends on the Other Side from The Princess and the Frog. Dr. Facilier, the Shadow Man, is another witch doctor. Boom, 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 boom. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, he doesn't say, ooh, ee, ooh, ah, ting, tang, walla, walla, bing, bang. As part of what is essentially a get rich quick scheme, he makes a soul pact with voodoo spirits. Don't you hate you when you end up in a soul pack with a voodoo spirit? Yeah, when when all you're trying to do is get a bit of money. Least favourite kind of pact. (laughs) Um, And he refers to them as his friends on the other side. But to get their assistance, he has to promise them something pretty big. He promises them the souls of everyone in New Orleans. And ultimately, it's a promise he can't deliver. And he meets, I think it's fair to say, an unenviable fate at the hands of his friends on the other side. Boom, 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 boom. Are you ready? <laughs> boom, 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 boom. <laughs> <laughs> and this is the point I want to make. Voodoo is a dangerous art, and anyone who dabbles too long is sure to get their comeuppance. So if you do care for your mum, then my advice would to be suggest asking her to quit while she's ahead, or she might end up angering her friends on the other side and meet a similar fate to the Shadow Man. Nice. And 
if she does meet a similar fate, I think he ends up as one of those little shrunken heads. Mm. So then she really will be quitting while she's ahead. (laughs) (laughs) I see what you did there. (laughs) I love that film. Don't disrespect me, little man. That's not from the film. (laughs) (laughs) Leave Liam alone. (laughs) Uh, Roger, I'm going to say that you... But I don't think I'm selling him to warn his mum to stay away from all this shit. I think maybe just stay away from your mum if she's evil. Maybe your mum is evil and you've never really noticed. I thought... Basically, I had to shoehorn this one in because I thought I couldn't do a whole Halloween special episode with horror books and not mention Stephen King. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, now, so In sh- On Writing by Stephen King... <laughs> <laughs> Booking a show. <laughs> See all the episodes that I've mentioned that before, which is every other episode. <laughs> the shinning. Um, the shinning. <laughs> the shinning, no. Um as you will hear in the other episodes, I'm not a huge fan of Stephen King's writing, to be honest. I'm not like a Stephen King Except for uh, when he's writing about writing. Yeah. And I haven't even read this one. <laughs> but in Carrie by Stephen King. Carrie's mum is undeniably evil. While Carrie is innocently discovering that she has telekinetic powers, a phase we all went through when we were teenagers, her mum locks her in a closet and tells her to pray away her sins and tries to kill her because she thinks she's possessed by Satan. Have either of you read Carrie or seen the film? I've seen the film, yeah. I've read it. I don't think I've seen the film. But she's a bit of a... Um, a religious nut, isn't she? A religious zealot, Carrie's mum. So maybe, Roger, you already know that your mum isn't like this because you already know that she's not a religious zealot. So, or maybe, here's a new angle on the issue. Uh, maybe your wife really is possessed by Satan and your mum is just trying to purge that. And that's why your mu- your wife keeps... Wanting to leave whenever you get over there because she's like, wait a minute, she's trying to exercise me right now. <laughs> she's got come the on peloton. peloton. She's got the peloton <laughs> out. <laughs> so I, I'm just saying a word of caution, basically, not like Liam, where you should advise your mum to stop practicing voodoo, but uh, just be careful of your mum because she sounds pretty evil. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe she just doesn't get on with your wife and you need to tell her to sort it out. Tell them C series one, out. episode six, problem one. <laughs> Perfect. Any other points for Roger? Have you seen the film This Is The End with uh, like Jonah Hill? No. Seth Rogen? Uh, I've seen the first half of it, I think. I've really, I really enjoyed it. It's like they, they all play themselves in it, but it's like mm. the apocalypse and some are going to heaven, some haven't gone to heaven. And um, Jonah Hill gets possessed by the devil and they try to exercise him just like they do in The Exorcist. And um, one of them, Jay, in it is going, the power of Christ compels you. And he goes, does it compel me? Is it compelling? <laughs> it's, just, it's, just, it's really good. Yeah, watch that as well. It's funny. <laughs> it won't help with your problem. But... <laughs> so, lads, I think we've reached the end of all of our problems today. If our listeners were only going to survive long enough to consume one book, song, or film we mentioned today, which should they choose? Whilst I think everyone that loves Star Wars should watch Mandalorian. 
in the interest of Halloween and spookiness, watch The Sixth Sense if you haven't watched it before and don't know the twist. The twist. Have you ever? Have you ever? <laughs> <laughs> I think it's, felt like this. it is one of those films that you would watch again after you've seen it the first time. Because there's lots of well, subtle I'll, clues in it, aren't there? Yeah, and I watched it to show my wife who hadn't seen it and <laughs> didn't know the twist. And she sat there watching it, like, completely silent, just watching it. I thought, oh, she's transfixed. And afterwards, I was like, oh, the twist. What did you think? She went, that was fucking awful. <laughs> <laughs> what did she hate about it? Well, she doesn't like scary films. Uh and it's got that, well, it's, it's quite... Oh, you mean fucking awful as in she didn't think it was a bad film. She just... She didn't give me any more opinion other than that. <laughs> didn't want to discuss it. <laughs> Let's move on. Um, I'm going to go with uh, Princess and the Frog, I think. Um, or at the very least, Friends on the Other Side. Because as Aaron notes, it is a bit of a tune. Mm. Good film, that. I'm going to go with the Goosebumps series. I know I only talked about uh, Phantom of the Auditorium, but... Really, you could read any of them and have a good time, couldn't you? Especially if you're eight or nine years old. (laughs) In which case, what are you doing listening to this podcast? It's got terrible language and terrible advice. Well, I'm afraid that's all we've got time for today. The full moon is rising. And if we stay here any longer, you'll see a side of me, Carl and Liam, that you've never seen before and won't live long enough to see again. I was going to mention, when you called me Frankin Carl... Mm. Frankenstein in the most famous um, film was played by Boris Karloff, which is a bit like Carl. (laughs) Frankenstein was the doctor, not the monster. Yeah. (laughs) The Frankenstein's monster, sorry. (laughs) (laughs) So now that we've Boris Karloff, (laughs) check out... Check out the episode notes or agonyartpodcast.com to find links to all the media we mentioned today and for a link to the Agony Art Spotify playlist where you can listen to all the songs. If you've got a problem you'd like us to attempt to solve, even from beyond the grave, (laughs) you can reach us on our group, Instagram and Twitter accounts at Agony Art Podcast or on the submissions page on our website. I'd like to thank our zombified Agony Aunts for their contributions Thanks, Liam. Thanks, Carl. Brains. <laughs> Thank you for listening. We'll be back next week with more problems to muddle our way through and more entertainment for you to check out. Goodbye. Ting tang. What a what a bing bang. <laughs> <laughs>